0: Hello, everybody. This is Bart Sharp with Becoming Quantum Conscious out of United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana at 107.7 and 105.3. You can see us on Roku, uh, the UPRN website. Also, if you're just tuning in to a regular radio Go to 107.7 and 105.3 out of the New Orleans area. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Spreaker, Facebook, and other internet platforms. And we are worldwide, and we are so happy to be here today inside. I am in Texas. My guest today, Linda Galvin, is uh, in San Antonio. And uh, today's topic is transformative times of Pluto and Aquarius, because those have made a big shift, and there's tons of ramifications mm-hmm. and possibilities, opportunities that this really uh, unfolds to. And so, my guest today is Linda Galvin at lindagalvin.com, and uh, she is a transformational facilitator. And so, welcome to the show, Linda. We're really glad you're here.
1: Thank you so much, Fart. I'm always happy to be on this show. And I am thrilled about our topic today because I myself am an Aquarius and I've been feeling these energies very strongly. <laughs> so <laughs> um, as a transformational facilitator, I work privately and in group with people who are ready to literally transform aspects of their lives or any all of their life and we are in transformative times so i think this theme of transformation both on a personal level and a collective level is going to be uh the thing for the next 20 plus years as pluto is in an aquarius and it's actually asking us to transform all that is not in alignment with our highest truth and our highest mission on the planet so i'm excited about these times
0: <laughs> yes and and you know i think over the last 12 years from 2012 to 2024, we've heard a lot of very important dates of transmission and changes and to pay attention and, and, and optimize this. And this one is with Pluto and Aquarius seems to be even more important than many of these uh, changes or benchmarks to this yes. coming of this new age.
1: Yes, well, you know, uh, on on January the 20th, which was um, just this past Saturday, this is when actually Pluto was at zero degrees, and the Sun was at zero degrees, moving into Aquarius after it's left the sign of Capricorn. It's going to come back and visit Capricorn in from September to November, and then it's going to move back into Aquarius again permanently for the next 20 or so years. Um, What is so pivotal pivotal about this is that Pluto hasn't been in Aquarius for the last 248 years. So 248 Mm -hmm. years ago was 1778. And anybody who knows history (laughs) knows what was going on at that time. There was a lot of revolutions. There was a lot of you know looking at the the authority structures you know uh, at least here in the united states and other parts of the world so there was a lot of transformation that occurred and, and a one lot, of the
0: lot of invention
1: Yes in, in inventions, etc because of course if you look at what does what is the, the meaning or the, the messages and energy that Pluto carries and what are the messages and the energy that Aquarius carries and, and when you bring those two together, it's very powerful. So with Pluto, it's considered the destroyer okay that which, which uh, destroys things that no longer are aligned with truth. It's a purging type of an energy. and Aquarius is all about freedom and liberation. So we're looking at anything that's not aligned with these concepts of Pluto and Aquarius over these next twenty years, at least in our lifetime, we're going to see the the uh, destruction of and the reconstruction of of things that 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 need to be put in place. So the destruction of all that's not in alignment with the concepts that Pluto and Aquarius hold, and also the reconstruction at a higher. Consciousness of the true higher levels of the meaning of what Pluto and Aquarius mean in the world. So, anything businesses, I mean, this is across the board. So, this isn't just any one particular country that's going to be affected. This isn't just one particular, you know, um, political faction. Literally, across the board, across the world, everything that is not in alignment with peace and love and unity and truth and oneness is going to be destroyed over mm-hmm. this year. So this is considered um, one of the biggest transits of this year. And it's actually a transit that is going to affect us profoundly. So in 20 years, we're going to look back and not really recognize, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the the world because it's going to be so different from what has been. Um, we are leaving that age of Pisces and we're moving into this age of Aquarius so that means everything that's not in alignment with the energy must be purged out. So from a, mm. a individual level, <clears throat> This is also making us look at our own shadows so that we can purge out that within us that's not true. So all the ways that we have put on facades, that we have created masks for ourselves individually at a personality level to try to be a certain way that we're not, all of that is coming to the to the front so that we can clear that out so that we can be honestly and authentically our true selves so that we can really serve from that authentic place so that we can be an example to others in the world that you don't have to live a lie to succeed. In fact, those who keep attempting to live a lie about their themselves, they're they're not going to do well <laughs> in this new energy mm. in the next 20 years. So we're going yeah. to begin to value the authenticity of world leaders, the authenticity of political factions, the authenticity of, you know, the the values of a country. And so if those are not in alignment, they, they they're going to wobble. And the you know the power is moving into the collective. So a big shift that we're going to see in these next 20 years is it's not going to be power held by the few. Aquarius is all about community. It's all about the collective and the highest and best for the collective. So any uh, so the power structures and the control structures are going to flip. They're going to completely shift so that more power goes to the collective, to the people, and less to the few. So that's going to be a massive shift. And what that looks like, who knows?
0: Yeah. And, and you know, that, that all sounds really peachy, like what we've been working for is something of a, of a more equality, uh, fairness, but also sharing yes. uh, in the world. Yes. And um, we're still going to be challenged in any era with that is always what comes up, because this is a very confrontive time. It is. And uh, that's what Pluto is about. Uh, and this is about all the shadows that uh, this last 2000 Piscean era has created and that we live by and that we've harbored and held in our bodies. Those things are going to be being coming up, being confronted. Yes. Our more animalistic ways are going to show up if... We are not exploring and looking at those things.
1: Yes, exactly. So I know Bart, you look, you work with, uh, with, with private people as well as groups. So I'm just curious, um, what do you sense? Like us as practitioners out there serving in the world and serving people and groups, what do you feel are some of the um, important things that? we need to be doing with 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 the people we serve to assist them during this time because i i have some ideas as well that i'd like to you know bring into the discussion let's let's bring
0: in all all the ideas in it it's just really funny because i do a class in austin texas on friday nights it's kind of like a charity class uh because it's it's a system that's i just come in and do my class Mm -hmm. and uh, other people handle all the other details uh, for short. Uh, so it's definitely something I just do for almost like for fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so here I am getting ready for my class, not exactly sure what I'm going to be teaching or, or doing clearings on. And I scroll through my emails and see your email <laughs> talking about Pluto and Aquarius and my whole body rivets. And you know, this is what we can all experience was like when you had that time when something just expands in you or you Mm kind of go into shock when you see a bit of information it's like your body telling you this is important and Mm -hmm. I knew this was important Uh, I'm a big fan of what Pluto in the shadow was all about uh, because Pluto is that the last edge of our solar system it's holding mm-hmm. the deepest parts of the shadow yes. uh, with us. And so if we can really go into what that is in our own life, our deepest places, then we open beyond the solar system. We open to the great unknown where there's more possibilities when you become comfortable with them, when you know who you are in relation to that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my 30-second download, and I knew exactly what to teach in that class. We went into the most animalistic behaviors that we have done for the last 2,000 years, the abuses,
1: the Mm -hmm. killings,
0: uh, cruelty, rapes, all of these things, whether you're a victim or you're a persecutor, you are right in the pain of those and people have held that in. And it's almost like a um, the creation of inhumanity, uh, of not being human. Because you have to make yourself so calloused to be able to do unhuman things to other people, to hurt them or to yes. be hurt. You, you lose a part of who you are or not lose it. But that really nature that goes against being human, you have to hold that in a place. And what I really found out that, that was in the liver, which that's mm-hmm. a really strong organ. Uh, yes, It holds some of our deepest fears. And when we put the fears or the anger or the shame in the masculine side, it's core central place where it gets energy from is the liver. So, mm-hmm. There's a reality in that that came up in the class of that reality of unhumanness in that shadow. So we started clearing on that and uh, it it was just a very profound class. And it's good to know that we all have it. We're all in a collective consciousness of that.
1: Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Wow. That just, talking about the liver and, and yes, it's one of our most powerful uh, organs in the body that is needed to survive. And interestingly, the liver, you know, you can take out parts of the liver and it can kind of regenerate itself. So interesting how, you know, you can take energies within the liver and clear them out. And then the liver regenerates at a higher level. So it's really beautiful that you are doing that work
0: uh, with the clients. And, and I keep thinking of, um, Christ was stabbed with a spear in the liver. And when I get a, you know, when I think of that, when, when I hear that story, Christ was stabbed with the spear, mm-hmm. the vision of where it is in the liver pops up. I mean, it's just like a vision of mm-hmm. that happening. And that was the place of that inhumaneness. Yes. And, and that was the marking. Like somebody yes. could be so inhuman to just stab somebody when they've been crucified for the last four hours
1: yes well it's interesting that you know in the piscean a well pluto is all about uh aligning us to the higher divine energy of power and control because we've abused it so going back to the inhuman ways that we've abused power and control power over you know um you know, taking advantage of the power over power under instead of honoring sovereignty, which is something Mm. that Aquarian energy honors. It's like we are all on the same playing field. No one is above. No one is below. That's how I define sovereignty. Mm. And so it's interesting when you were discussing, you know, the inhumanity, that's, that's a, that's a, an abuse of power, you know, when you treat someone subhuman, less than human, uh, because you have this need to control, you have this need to have power over, you have this need, you know, to abuse that. So it's really, um, you know, that that theme, we're going to see a lot of ugliness, I feel, being exposed in these coming 20 years of the way that governments, leaders, uh, countries have abused power and control over the people and certain subpopulations. I feel like that is going to shift Um, greatly in this in this next, you know, two decades. Uh, What I have been noticing in the work that I've been doing with uh, clients individually, is the, the false identities that that people have created. Um, And so in in sessions with clients, what I've noticed is that, you know, they hit up again, many people who are, you know, trying to play a bigger game in the world are hitting up against these walls that they can't get beyond. And what always comes up over and over again is their um, relationship to control, needing to control. The outer world needing to control people in their life, needing to control whatever, you know, so their their need to control is not in alignment, um, their need for power in a certain way, again, not in alignment. So mm-hmm. needing to assist my clients in deconstructing, which is a Pluto energy, deconstructing their false identity and helping them peel away the false identity so that then they can allow the true essence and authenticity of who they actually are to come forward. And of course, that can be a very scary process for many people, especially if they are not fully awakened, because there there comes a point where you have to question, well, I've been living my life in this false identity for so long. Who am I really? So I feel another theme that I'm going to be, that I am seeing and I feel I'll be seen more with the people that I serve is this like, who am I now? You know, as their identity becomes deconstructed in this new energy, they have to find the truth of who they are. So I feel like there's going to be a massive identity crisis (laughs) on the planet (laughs) at some point where people are going to be like, who am I? Why am I here? People are already doing that to some extent, but I feel it's going to grow even more. Because in this new energy, we can't live in the falseness. Pluto is going to deconstruct the false identities that people have created. And we're going to be able to see right through people, um, authority figures, leaders. We're going to see right through them and go, you're a liar. This this is not the truth. So we can't support you. You know, so I feel the clarity is going to come. It's going to increase greatly.
0: And those who are not... (laughs) willing to look at the clarity, but this like, no, I got to keep on this path. It's worked for me. It's almost as if they're going to have a bigger weight in their whole psyche.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And at some point they're going to collapse because they won't be able to hold it in this new energy. You can't hold that level of density in the higher vibrational energy we're in now. And that will keep increasing over the next 20 Mm -hmm. years. So they can try for as long as they want to hold on to the falseness. But at some point, as you said, the density, the burden is going to become so great that they are going to collapse or they're going to release it, you know, so you can either go kicking and screaming (laughs) or you Mm -hmm. can go with the flow and grace of the changes. So that's a choice we all have.
0: Yeah. They did. They just had to use tons and tons of energy. And some people have like a huge, cash of energy that they will keep pushing through this but it's not going to be fun right because it's going to be like fighting an internal conflict that drives against you and you may be aware of it and you may not you may be so bent that you got to get this done Mm
1: -hmm. exactly (laughs) and it will be the downfall of a lot of, a lot of, I feel world leaders and um, you know, people who have created these false identities, it's going to be their downfall. So either they shift and awaken and move into higher consciousness and begin to make decisions that um, that really bless the collective, the whole, or it will be their downfall. I mean, it's, it is what it is, you know,
0: (laughs) it is. And and this doesn't mean that you can't make money. It means to be conscious with the money that you have and really look about how it serves you. Mm -hmm. And as you come up into higher vibrations, I think one tendency that it's popping up more and more, but I find this as my own personal truth as well is the more that you have, whether financially or in emotional freedom and love, it always guides you to serve others.
1: Yes, absolutely. And,
0: and this is really great when you look at spiritual teachers or uh, corporate teachers or whoever walks of life. Just, just kind of put that little observation out there and ask that question. Is this person, you know, how much are they really into service? Mm-hmm. And, yes. and with that. I just read a uh, article on Tr- Taylor Swift, who's like a big name these days, particularly if think, you like football and you're watching the Kansas City Chiefs. She's Her boyfriend is the tight end, Travis Kelsey, and we're yes. all kind of interested in that little I think she's show. now
1: a billionaire. I think she's hit yeah. one of the first pop stars to ever hit that level of uh, wealth.
0: And she keeps giving it away and being an advocate for other people, uh, in in amazing ways. Uh I don't know all the details with this or all the mm-hmm. truths, but that those types of stories are popping up more and more.
1: Yes. Well, back in 2020 2021, I was in meditation and I, I sometimes will get these visions and these downloads. And at the time the message that I received was that the uh, there's going to be a flip when it comes to um to the to wealth that those who have been misaligned with greed power control and using money in that way are going it's it's going to be taken away from them and then those that are held in higher holding higher consciousness who want to serve the greater collective money is going to start flowing in that direction because in my um conversations with the consciousness of money Money is tired of being held in bondage. It's tired of being Mm -hmm. misused in a way that harms. Money is here as um, a consciousness that is here to assist, you know, civilization. It is not here to hold civilization in bondage. And, you know, you know, so many people have used money as a weapon, as a power over as a way to control, you know, people use it in families to control, you know, you control a person with money, right. Uh, Control whole, whole countries with money. Um, And money is tired of being misused like that. That was not its purpose. So in this, in this time period, as we, as Pluto is now in Aquarius, we're going to see a flip where the, the, the light workers, the people who are here to really, um, aligned to um, using prosperity in a way that helps the collective, the whole, you're going to start seeing more of that. So I feel like Taylor may be one of those first examples, but there's going to be many more to come um, where we're going to be seeing this Hmm. shift. Uh, There's a, you know, a biblical phrase, the first will be last and the last shall be first. That is going mm-hmm. to be very true in these next 20 years. The first will be last and the last will be first. And then another um, um, interesting um, energy, again, coming from uh, religious writings is, you know, from ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So Pluto taking you back to ash so that then the Phoenix can rise out of the ashes into the new consciousness. So there's a lot yeah. of very interesting things um, um, prophecies from many different religions that are going to be coming to pass. They are at the time, at this time, but even more so in these next 20 years as we are uh, firmly in the Aquarian age. So you're going to be seeing a lot of that.
0: And just to say a little word about the shadow, uh, not to be in fear of it, but be Mm -hmm. in curiosity of it. And no matter what you have done or what you've experienced or what you're seeing out in the world, Um, do not make it such a weight that you feel like it's impossible to resolve uh, no matter what you've done uh, or what you've been overwhelmed with. Look at the possibility that it can change and move and shift. And the key to changing all of this, and this is just a personal opinion, is humility with it. To really look at it in a vulnerable way.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: um, keep putting it in your front pocket instead of in the very back.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, you know, you can live your own life, but when you keep it, keep it in your front pocket, it's almost like, yes, I know this is me. I've yes. done something awful or I've experienced something awful and I can still move on with the rest of my life in this shadow is, is a big part of me and it's there to teach me something.
1: Exactly. And you know what's so interesting when we look at how Pluto at zero degrees Aquarius this last Saturday, January the 20th, and the sun at zero degrees. So both the sun, the representation of light uh, coming in with Pluto together at zero uh, degrees at the zero point is saying the light is here. To assist us to see our shadows, the light is here to, you know, to to shine on those dark corners of our world, to shine on the dark corners within our own self. The light is here to support the purging of that which has been hidden for so long. So, part of mm-hmm. the theme that we were going that we're gonna see in these next twenty years is all that's been hidden and kept secret from the Piscean age is going to be shown with so much light that we can't ignore it, that we can't hide. We can't hide in the dark anymore. We can't hide behind our shadows. And and, again, yes, it's true. As you said, we should not fear our shadows. Our shadows are here for us to learn from them so that we can step into the light and give our gifts in the world. So the shadow isn't a bad thing. It is part of the soul's growth for us to, to, to struggle with that shadow and see it for the truth that it is, and allow the light to shine on it, to transmute it, transform it into the gifts, the light that you actually are. So yes. uh, it's really beautiful that, you know, even in the symbolism within the astrology, the light has come with us into this Pluto and Aquarius 20 year time. So the light is here with us to show us the hidden, the secret to show up our shadows. And as you said, if you come at it from a place of vulnerability, as you said, humility saying, okay, yes, I admit I, I embrace the shadow. I allow it to be here Um, in order for you to be able to shift it. You have to actually look at it, witness it and not make it wrong, but go, okay, it served a purpose. And now in this new phase, this particular shadow only holds me back. So it's exciting. I kind of get, I mean, it's not always pleasant to see the shadows, but I get excited when a shadow finally comes into my own personal awareness (laughs) because I'm like, oh my God, I can now up level because this shadow has been hiding in my unconscious. I didn't even know it was there. Now it's in my face (laughs) so that I can decide what I want to do with it. So instead of trying to hide it again, I actually face it and I'm like, okay. Okay. This is going to help up-level me and help me move forward if I allow myself to not make it wrong, but look at how it has you know, held me back, look at how it did serve a purpose, and now I'm ready for something beyond that shadow. And so I find it to be exciting when my personal shadows show up because I know <laughs> it's an up-leveling. It's telling me yeah. I'm about to get up-leveled because I'm in a conscious awareness that this has been holding me back. So if people can come into the attitude that the shadows we're going to see in the world, the shadows we're going to see within ourselves, the shadows we're going to see in the governmental, whatever, you know, all of that, we need to get excited when those shadows show up because that means we're in the process of up-leveling
0: as a whole. Indeed. Because what we do as an individual affects the whole world. And also whenever you lose your fears about a shadow, you're also realigning your energy. In other words, to have a fear and try to repress something and and hide it takes a lot of your energetic, innate power, your internal power. And when you recognize that you no longer fear it, that you're humble with it and you're working to resolve it, all of a sudden that energy gets to be applied to your own personal life and your dreams that you wish to create now. It's our magic power, basically. Yes. And I just want to say that you are with Linda Galvin today and you can find Linda Galvin at lindagalvin.com and she is a transformational facilitator working with people to help them grow their lives, do energetic clearings, do intuitive work to see where... You know, you may not be able to see doing this with private sessions, uh, group sessions. Works with people all around the world. Uh, is a an amazing resource. Anything of our midst?
1: Uh, that's good. I'm also going to be offering a lot of classes this next year. So for those that choose to. Uh, go to my website and get onto my announcement list, you'll get to hear about those classes that I'm going to be offering. One of my first ones for this year is on transforming your health, your wealth, and yourself in 2024. Since we're in these transformative times, those three areas are some of the most critical where people want to make change (laughs) in their wealth, their health, and their self. So I'm going to be focusing on those areas uh, this year of 24 through particular classes both in group and privately.
0: Oh great that'll be an awesome class and I just wanted to also add that you are listening or seeing if you're on Roku you're seeing us or if you're on the UPRN website you could be seeing us as well as YouTube or Facebook uh, because we're all seen in those places Uh, and this is under the umbrella of the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network on 107.7, 105.3, broadcasting out of the traditional radio mode of New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, and uh, yeah, so this is Becoming Quantum Conscious, and I am Bart Sharp. And we are talking about the transformative times of Pluto and Aquarius. And I just think of Pluto as like, You know, it's the most distant planet, it's really small, it's out there, you could really say in the middle of nowhere, but it's also on the edge of just total space, where nothingness exists, which is an interesting power in itself, and yet it is powering this very glamorous age of Aquarius, which seems like, oh, all possibilities are possible in Aquarius. It's this new age of freedom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also in the Aquarian age, one of the big themes is we're dropping out of the man-made law of Piscean era to the nature-made law. In other words, nature will confront us if we're not in harmony with nature. Yes. uh, As we're seeing right now.
1: (laughs) Yes. I feel that um, mother Gaia is going to be stepping back into her glory again, as we um, awaken to the ways that through our shadows, we have harmed her and, you know, through greed and of course, power and control thinking that we have some kind of power and control over mother Gaia is ridiculous. She is a a powerful divine force and a consciousness. And um, I feel that, the more that we uh, um, unconsciously abuse her and uh, have power over her, she's going to have to teach us some lessons <laughs> in, <laughs> and who's who's got the power here. <laughs> so I feel that we're going to, we're going to have actually even more uh, conscious um, awareness around environmental um, movements that are truly you know, here to, to help mother earth, that they're, that they're not hiding. So there's a lot of, you know, I don't know, environmental, mm, let's say belief systems and groups out there, but really they're just representing themselves. They're actually not truly representing what is best for mother earth. And so I feel like that's going to be exposed in order for us to really step into, you know, uh, developing and creating, environmental movements that truly are 100% here to support mother earth. So I really sense that there's going to be a big shift and we're going to probably experience a couple of um, moments with mother earth where she shows us who's in control (laughs) and who's got the power.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, isn't that so true? And it's just interesting. I was talking to somebody on this topic, an astrologer, about this time. And he immediately went into AI and how we have this potential of being manipulated. And I looked at him and I go, well, I guess that's true. But I kind of see Pluto as an opportunity. It's like we will be pushed into knowing who we are. And through that grace of that breakthrough that so many people are going to experience in the coming year, Uh, if they're on that course, um, lots of freedom is going to be popping up.
1: Mm -hmm. We
0: are going to be detaching from those fears. Uh, That possibility is there because, you know, through every obstacle, there's this opportunity.
1: Yes, yes. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, every age has its shadow. So, you know, the age of Pisces had its shadow with Neptune of illusion you know, secrets, Mm. hidden things. And with Aquarius, one of the, well, several of the shadows of Aquarius is it's aloofness it's, it's detachment. So AI, all that is that sense of detachment from humanity, from the soul. Um, And so there is a shadow side, of course, to anything, any new technology has a shadow side, any new technology. But as you said, because Pluto is coming in with the light, hopefully this light will shine on those shadows having to do with this new technology that's coming into the world so that we don't abuse it. Like we, like we did abuse um, and hide things back during the Piscean age. So yes, there's always a shadow aspect to any age that we're going to have to deal with. It's part of our growth. And we just have to stay in conscious awareness of it uh, because yes, there's, there's, there's many possibilities for things to go shadow with AI and, certain types of very advanced technology. Um, But if we can continue to move into that conscious state of, is this best for the collective? Is this truly the best win-win for all? Then we can make decisions that truly do bless us as a whole and, and not linger too long in the shadow aspects, but you know, in the end, we'll see what happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every era has its challenges.
1: Yes. And of uh,
0: I think the wisdom is to just stay curious, to stay open to what you can learn.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: I love this era personally because everybody's evolved so much. Yes. Yes. We have problems and there's things that look like we're on the brink of. You know, really catastrophes, uh, whether you talk about the budget or governments and uh, but there's all kinds of answers happening. Yes. Uh, all, all around. And uh, we have to see, we have to look at those things.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was, I was talking, I was doing a transmission with, um, with my following of, of, of clients on uh, the, on the 19th, the day before Pluto went into Aquarius. And of course, you know, there is as part of the old Piscean age, part of this kind of misuse of power and control, there there is these, you know, fear programmings that are still being used here on the planet to keep people in this um, hidden asleep state. And yeah. so as we are now in this beautiful Pluto in the sun in Aquarius, the, the light of these, the ways that fear programming has been used in social media, television, radio, there's all these ways that fear programming is still attempting to do its work to keep people asleep. That is starting to fall away because more and more people are awakening in this new energy and realizing, oh my gosh, I have been uh, complacently giving permission to be programmed, I've been given, I've been giving permission on on, a, on an unconscious mm. level for these programming to continue to exist. So yes. I think more and more it's going to be exposed the way that fear programming has been built into our matrix and it's going to be deconstructed because it doesn't serve.
0: Can you give any advice to the listeners out there of how they can break out of their fear programming?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: So one of the, go ahead. ahead. Well, (laughs) I was just to say that it's a, it's an addiction to our adrenal glands.
1: Ah, And that when you
0: hear the fear stories, you, you, your adrenal glands become charged. You have more energy. You're more attentive in a weird way. You feel better because of that upsurge, but yet it's all negative.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And we say, "Oh, I don't like this," but we keep doing the behavior again.
1: Right. Yeah. It is. It is an addiction. Okay. People do have addiction to fear. We have a. We can be addicted to anything. (laughs) And so, you know, the powers that were used that in order to keep us in these states of, you know, of fear. So, uh, I can speak just to, well, I I can speak to how I have done it and how um, guidance through me has asked clients to, to unplug. So for instance, um, one thing that I have been, uh, saying to people for a long time, unplug from television, unplug from social media until you're in a place where you can consciously see the fear programming. So for instance, I have not watched, I I got rid of my television over 20 years ago. That completely reprogrammed my system because so many people are addicted, literally addicted to television and to social media. And so when I'm on, so, so now if I am, you know, at someone's house visiting and they have the television running, I can immediately see the fear programming. It's like, Oh my God, it's right there. You, I can't ignore it because once you unplug from it and you've been away from it for, for a while, When you get exposed to it again, you see it and you're like, oh my God, there's fear programming. So one thing Mm -hmm. that I tell my clients to do when they're doing social media or they're watching television or actually at a movie, anything like that, these are all ways that were programmed with the fear programming. I will say, I claim my sovereignty in this moment. So I will claim my sovereignty, which means that I'm not giving permission through my sovereignty, I'm not giving permission for this programming to take hold. Because in our world, this fear programming, you have to, you know, you can't step into a soul's free will. So if you watch the programming, you you are saying, yes, I give permission to be programmed. But if you are watching or interacting with social media or television, and you state, I'm a sovereign being, I do not give permission to be programmed by whatever the subtle programming is in the movie, in the social media. And so by you claiming it, you literally are telling the energy, it doesn't have permission. It can't step into your free will. So that Mm. when you do that, you can watch anything. You can, you can do whatever it is you want. But if you keep claiming your sovereignty and saying, you don't have permission to program me with whatever the programming is, you'll begin to see it. And at some point you're going to be like, uh, I'm just going to turn this off because <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, it, you don't enjoy it anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, so anytime, you know, I love to watch series on, you know, Netflix and things like that. Uh, you know, it's not asking you to completely give up, you know, the joys yeah. that you can find from social media and movies, et cetera. It's for you to interact consciously so that that programming doesn't begin to take effect in you and you can mm. feel it when it does. There's, I mean, you can, you can feel the energetic of it when you start to tune into it. You can ask, you know, your higher self, your guidance, show me the programming. I mean, I can't go watch a movie without seeing the programming behind it. I, it's like, (laughs) it doesn't matter what movie it is, no matter how much it's been rated with the highest ratings, I see the programming in it. So even though I might enjoy the movie on the surface behind it, I see the programming and sometimes that pisses me off. So it doesn't matter what great movies out there and what wonderful things people are saying about it, I can sense the programming behind it. And that's that's like it, it pisses, it's like, how dare you yeah. <laughs> attempt to program people um, by putting this pretty little facade on this you know, particular movie. But really behind the scenes, there's a programming. There's there's an intent behind it that may not be in alignment. You know, with honoring your truth, with honoring you as a sovereign being. So anytime I sense that programming energy, I'm like, oh, you know, I just it just like, no, pushes me back. Um, Yeah, I I
0: just recently saw uh, Tom Cruise Maverick. And, you know, there's there's one aspect about it. It's just like violence makes right. And we have to be in fear of the other side. And therefore, we're going to attack them with our big jet planes. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was part of the story that uh going, yeah, that's the propaganda. Mm-hmm. But then there's the part that Tom Cruise represented of uh, that I care for you know all of these people putting their lives out on the line who are soldiers. Yes. Uh, and I and I like that story with that, yes. and that caring. Yes. I'd a, I'd also like to add is you know, that almost like you allow something to kind of enter into you that away and give you energy. you mm-hmm. you You're seeing all the jet planes and all of that high testosterone. Brr, yeah. It gives you energy. Right. Uh and at the same time, I could just walk into woods and get energy or I could go to my art room and paint. Yes. And I would get energy from that. Yes. And and so I'm always in that question of I want something That is leisure. That is fun. That gives me energy. Yes. And do I have to get that from television all the time? Is that the way I want to relax and regroup for the day?
1: Yes. And, you know, I, uh, for me, I find it to be um, a little bit illusory in that, yes, on the surface you're going to get energy from a movie like that. Um, or other programming like that, the fear programming. You're going to get an immediate hit, immediate high. It's like this instant gratification. But then what happens afterwards? The dive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you've had that that immediate spike in adrenaline, etc. And then there's this dive into depression. And guess what? Then you need more of a hit. So it's it's an addictive cycle. And so as you said, if you do, if you go into nature, if you go into creativity. It doesn't do that to you, right? It gives you this very uh, beautiful, soft high that isn't this addictive cycle of spiking. It doesn't, it's like, it doesn't spike your sugar. (laughs) It's kind of the way I would see it, you know, (laughs) which can create diabetes. (laughs) So it's kind of like we are, we are, you know, we're diabetics when it comes to the whole fear, adrenaline response thing. And we get, and and it spikes us. Uh, and then we have to go back for more and more and more. Um, yes. and so when you work with nature, when you work with, um, the higher vibrations, it doesn't do that to you. So there yeah. is a, a, there's a qualitative difference in energy. The energy is more sustainable. It is more balanced. It doesn't give you these spikes and then these lows where it drops you into anxiety or depression or fear. So. Yeah. This is why I tell people stepping away from those ways that we've gotten energy, those ways that we have uh, gotten our quick, you know, uh, instant gratification high, stepping away from that and actually beginning to go into practices of meditation, uh, spending more time in nature, creative endeavors, things along those lines, it's going to be more sustainable. And over time, the fear programming starts to fall away because you're not exposing yourself to these spikes. Energy. And energy.
0: And this so much intertwines with the Aquarium Pluto dynamics of happening right now. Uh it's not to have energies that are fear-based or are not the most expansive energies as your energetic food. Right. This is so much about what Pluto was about because that's all about your repressed emotions get stimulated by those things. Yes. And they give you energy uh and it's a it's this opportunity that that's not how we have to play anymore right exactly aquarius is not that top it is more like no let's create something that we've never created before
1: yes It's all about inventiveness, innovation, et cetera. So inventive and innovative ways for you as a person. So just at an individual level, what are some inventive, innovative ways that you can step away from the fear programming? Uh, When you notice yourself responding to something in the outer world from a place of fear, first, there has to be an awareness that you're doing it. I mean, that's a first step. You have to be an awareness. Oh my gosh, this particular news or whatever just triggered my fear. So you have to first notice what's going on, and then you have to make some conscious um, decisions. You have to make a conscious uh, decision to step away from and say, no, I refuse. I, I claim my sovereignty. I refuse to be programmed by this fear response. And I, you know, I've been telling my clients, the, what is going on right now, this, this um, destruction of the old that, that must be destroyed for the new to be built? this is a done deal. You can, you can (laughs) either sit there and judge it and throw your opinions on it and get fearful about it and then make your life miserable. Or you can just be like, yeah, this is what it is. And I need to be in acceptance that this has to happen for the new to rise. So why do I need to respond to it with fear? Instead? I'm like, yay, let's celebrate the fact that the old is falling and 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 br- and then focus on how we're going to bring in the new so I tell people focus on what you are bringing personally you know into the new era the new age what do you want to bring in what do you want to create now now that the old is falling don't worry about that that's not your business <laughs> let what needs to yeah. fall fall you know mm. give to caesar what is caesar's you know and that, you need to focus on you Yeah
0: almost almost that if if we're laughing at the old systems falling down, we're almost becoming a part of it because we're doing an alignment or agreement or a resistance and reaction to it. Whereas we should be asking the question, what's next for me and my yes. next step in evolution in this.
1: Exactly. In this
0: big opportunity.
1: Absolutely. So we're in it. We have, we have choice. As sovereign beings, we can either choose to get spiraled down in the destruction and hold on to that and get, you know, thrown all around, or we can let go of the dragon's tail, like I tell people, and allow ourselves to focus on on what we're creating in the new, because the new is ready to be created. And so if we stay focused on that and step away from looking at the destruction, I mean, if you have a choice to look at the destruction, or you have a choice to stay focused on creating the new within yourself and in your life and with your family and in your environment. And so it depends on where you put your focus as to how fearful you're going to be. So it's your choice. You can either choose to go into massive panic by looking at that destruction, or you can decide, no, this is time for me to go inwards and recreate my life and start focusing on the new that I want to create in my life and get excited about that because the energies are here to support the new and what you want to create. As well as as the destruction energy. So you can choose the destruction energy or the creation energy. Which
0: one? Yes. And it's almost like the creation energy or or the destruction energy is a life form in itself. Yes. It's just like you were mentioning earlier about the money energy having its own consciousness. Yes. And it's very true. And we contribute to a collective consciousness Mm -hmm. in that way. And we build something. And, and one of the things that I uh, have learned is when you're in that energy of creating or you're looking for solutions for bigger, pro- bigger solutions for big problems in the world, you just have to be a part of that team that advocates for something better for, yes. you know, uh problems to be solved or answers to, to reveal. And most importantly for leaders to show up that have answers for the best of all.
1: And so when we put
0: put our intentions to those things, we are riding with the Aquarian energy and it facilitates us as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. I have been noticing with some of my uh, newer clients who are in their, um, late 30s, 40s, the the difference in the energy of these souls that have come onto the planet who will one day be the leaders that step into those leadership positions. And I'm noticing that they are, um, many of the ones I have met are much more conscious. They are wanting to do things a different way. They are um, choosing to do their personal deep work at such young ages. And I'm just like, wow. So to me, I'm like, oh my God, there's hope <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're going to have really conscious leaders in the next 20, 30, 40 years of these souls now who are doing their personal work to clear off their shadows so they can be those conscious leaders of the future. So I, I feel very, very hopeful.
0: I, I do too. I, I see the same thing.
1: And mm-hmm. we're coming
0: down to the end of the program. And uh, I want you to just think of an, uh, I'm going to ask you one last question. Uh, and if you think about it why I give the ending credits. What advice do you give everybody that's listening today about Pluto and Aquarius? One last word. And i like to share with everybody that you're listening to uh, Becoming Quantum Conscious on United Public Radio and UFO Paranormal Radio at 107. 107- and 105.3 out of New Orleans, Louisiana, but also we are on Roku, on cable television, um, YouTube, Facebook, and on the UPRN website. Uh, You can catch us all there. And you have been listening to Linda Galvan today, and she is a transformational facilitator, and you can schedule private sessions or join in to her classes that are broadcast all around the world. And how you can get in touch with that is go to www.lindagalvan.com. So, Linda, what words do you have to share with everybody as an ending?
1: I would say for this time period, one of the most um, important things to do is to notice where you are resisting life Mm. and instead embrace the grace that is here. So resistance creates suffering. So where are you resisting the way life is right now? And instead, embrace with grace that life is what it is. And from that place of non-resistance, move in the direction of your dreams, move in the direction of your creativity, move in the direction of creating a better world within yourself, which then creates a better world around you.
0: Beautiful. Wow. Wow. I always enjoy your wisdom and such eloquence in giving these very profound messages. Linda, thank you so much for being on the Aww,
1: show today. Thank you, Bart. This is so much fun. I love this topic and hope to join you again sometime in the future.
0: Oh, always. You're always welcome here.
1: Thank, thank, you, thank
0: you so much. so much. And everybody, we wish you all the best and we will see you next week uh, with Becoming Quantum Conscious. Thank you so much.